And the first church walked in this. They walked in the fear of God. They walked in reverence and respect for God. They looked for God to move. They expected for God to move, and he didn't disappoint them. Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. And the word that we're going to bring today is from the book of Acts. And listen carefully at what God is saying to us as a church. This is really what I consider an orthodox way of delivering a sermon, but it is one of the most effective ways, I believe, because you have different perspectives on things, but yet it's, it's the Word of God. No one man knows everything. It's impossible for him to know everything. No hundred men know everything. That wisdom belongs to God, and he gives it as needed in certain environments and certain situations. And today in our environment, we, we need a word from God. We need something other than what our so-called prophets are saying. They're vacillating back and forth. They're hitting and missing. And that's not prophecy. That's what I call guesswork. Anybody could get up and say some things, but if the word that someone says comes from God, that word must be fulfilled. You can't be one second off. You can't be a day off. You have to be on point all the time because the scripture tells us in the book of Acts as we read that those things happened to Jesus and Paul and during the time the apostles were starting with the early church according to the scripture or as it's written when they had fulfilled everything that was written about Christ then they brought him down off the cross I, I tell you the Bible lets us know that God has laid it out for us and we're going to look at Acts I'm going to read this one scripture scripture, and then I'm going to read an article to you. In Acts chapter 9, I'm going to start at verse 31. I'm going to read this one. So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace, being built up and going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. It continued to increase. With all the persecution, with all the difficulties that the church was facing, the scripture said she continued to increase, going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. There's something there I want to say as we get into Peter in the latter part of this book, his ministry. God is just saying some things to the church today. You know this pandemic, and I want to take a moment to to talk about this and how it fits with the scripture. It's caused a lot of problems with many people and they're concerned, they're on edge. We don't know what to do. Everybody now is banking on the vaccine that they have. We hope it works. Thousands and thousands of people are dying. And here's the latest statistics as of yesterday, over 100,000 every day for the last 26 days. 100,000 a day for 20, that's a lot of lives. Yesterday, which was Friday, Saturday, I mean, 138,000 new cases and 1,100 deaths. Daily averages across the last seven days, as of yesterday, 1,477. Wow. We are rounding the corner into a calamity. That's what one doctor said. 
we're soon going to exceed more than 2,000 deaths, maybe three to 4,000 every single day here in the United States. Now that's not good news. That's nothing to look forward to. Dr. Jonathan Reiner, a professor of medicine at George Washington University, predicted Wednesday, just a few days back, the country's daily death toll would be likely doubled in 10 days and soon see close to 4,000 deaths a day. Now, how many days can we take 4,000 people? Is the remedy in science or medicine? Will this medical vaccine bring us back to normal as we call it? I don't know how to define the normal to you, but will it bring us back to normal? We all are expecting for something to happen. Personally, we don't care how it happens or who brings the hat. Long as we could get over this thing, we're being very desperate. The prophets seem to be focusing in on sin and what we're not doing. If that was the case, God should have started this pandemic long before now. And I, I want us to really understand, I was taught, if you're gonna preach heaven, you have to preach hell. Amen. If you're gonna preach hell, you gotta balance it out. Now, if you're gonna say God is sick and tired of the sin, what can we do to remedy that? Okay. Unless you give me a remedy or an answer You've left me more confused than when you started talking. And we should look at this. Here's what the scripture says in the book of Acts 9.31. It's very, very good. The church throughout all Judea and Galilee, Samaria, enjoyed peace, being built up, going on in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit it continued to increase. There are two things that the writer leaves us with. The fear of the Lord, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The fear of the Lord. What is God after now? I believe it's his fear, his respect, the things that actually gives God what he wants. I think that's very, very important that we look at that. There's different words in the Greek New Testament for fear. One of the ones we quote is in 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. The beautiful part of that, that word's only used one time in all of the New Testament. Mm -hmm. It's just one time. One time God uses that word. It literally means to be timid, a coward. This fear is a fear inside of you. It is when you believe something is going to happen that haven't happened and it shrinks you back. It pulls you back. It's a coward. A coward lacks courage and he cannot control his fear. So the scripture teaches us that God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. We're not cowards. We, we can overcome what causes us. We can actually be victorious in this endeavor. So this fear is not something that's actually happened. It's something you think may happen and it causes you to get in a certain mindset and in a certain spirit. Who says God is out of control? Now, when I find out that God is no longer in control, then fear gonna take over my life. Oh, no. I know I have no protection outside of God. I, know, I don't care what the doctors say, what the specialists say, what the theologians say, except the Lord watch the city. 
the watchman watching. Now, if I can't get no relief knowing that God is in control, then yes, it's time for fear to be set in. It's that time. A coward, we're not cowards. We're not timid. We're not hoping things shouldn't happen and a fear that they might happen. This is man's greatest fear. David said these words, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fear. He delivered me out of the situation. He delivered me out of the fear of the situation. Amen. So now we're talking about what's prevalent today, this pandemic. It could stay for another five or 10 years. God controls it. Amen. And he wants us to understand you don't have to be fearful of what might happen to you. We have to take the mindset that the apostle Paul took when he said, Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. God's still going to be glorified. Any way you want to do it, Lord, it's all right with me. As long as I'm in your presence. Amen. That's the attitude Christians should take. In the book of Judges, there's a man by the name of Gideon. And Gideon was called by God. First of all, he was afraid. Everybody was afraid of the Midian. And, 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 and Gideon was called by God to do a task. And I like this story because it brings something out. Gideon was called to lead some men against the Midianite. And in verse seven of Judges, it said, they were in the valley numerous as locusts. Their camels were without number, as numerous on the sand of the seashore. That's what they were going against. When God told Gideon, first of all, let's deal with fear. Yes. Everybody who's afraid, y'all can go home. Yes. It's contagious. It's contagious. I like people to talk faith to me. Don't talk fear. I keep up with what's going on so I could respond. The newsman knows what he sees in here. He ain't speaking by revelation. Yes. He's got no inspiration for God. They get those other people and that's what they report. And if you keep listening to it and listening to it and listening to it, pretty soon it will have you convinced that there is no hope. We need to do something. I believe in obeying authority that's over you. But then the scripture also tells us to pray for those in authority that we may live a quiet and peaceable life. First thing God tells Gideon, tell everybody who's afraid to go home. To everybody. If you're scared, we're not going to hold it against you. Leave the camp. Go home, return, go on, on back. The scripture says 22,000 went home. 22,000. You can't win no war with 22,000 scared warriors. You already lost and God knew that. And God also knew something else. I want to show them who's really in charge. And let's get this people of God. Who's in charge of these times? Who controls the weather? Who controls the famine? Who controls the earthquake? Who controls the hurricane? Who controls it? Now let's look at this. 22,000 went home. It was 300 left. 300. And the warriors was like, the Bible say they had camels and sat on the seashore. So God tell Gideon to get the 300 that lapped like a dog. That's who I use. I don't need a whole lot of people. I really don't need y'all, but just for the sake of cooperating with me, I want you to go and confront the Midianites. Go against. He tells Gideon, take one of the men with you if you're afraid. Go down to the camp and listen at the conversation. Those men were terrified. That's right. 
They were terrified and Gideon heard them talking and one said to the other one, that ain't nobody but Gideon. <laughs> and so when Gideon heard that, he got more courage. God know how to fix it up. If we listen to the right people, yes. they're going to give us some courage. You need somebody to speak faith to you. You need somebody. God's in control. God is in control. Yes, yes. Not the government. Not the military. Gone. So Gideon went down and defeated that whole army of men with 300 men. He came back. When he got back to the home base, the people were so happy. Gideon, we want you to rule over us. And when you die, we want your son to rule over us. Gideon said this, I won't rule over you. My sons won't rule over you, but God will rule over God has always wanted to be over his people. God has always wanted to be the king. He's always wanted us to look to him. He's always wanted to be our provider, our protector, our warrior. He's called the Lord of hosts. He comes when we call the Lord as a stronghold in the day of trouble. This is what the scriptures say. Now, people of God, it's two things that God is calling us to. The fear of God, respect, mm -hmm. and awe of God, and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The comfort of the... Jesus said that's why he would come. Solomon's one of the wisest men ever lived. You look in the book of Ecclesiastes, and he talk about all his accomplishments, all that he had. There was nothing he wanted that he didn't get. But at the end of the book, he gives us some real good advice which I call one of the most important scriptures in the Bible. The book of Ecclesiastes 12, chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. When it's all said and done, when you've ran after every luxury and every good time and every dollar you can run after, let me tell you how it's going to conclude. Fear God, that's his first word. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. This is what God wants. For God will bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Now you listen to the wisest man that ever lived. You listen to the one of the richest this earth has ever known. And he gives his advice. Fear God. Keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, fearing God. Now that's so powerful. And the first church walked in this. They walked in the fear of God. They walked in reverence and respect for God. They looked for God to move. They expected for God to move, and he didn't disappoint them. It's one thing God is calling this world to and his church to. We need to have a fear, an awe, and respect. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229, extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.